Need more energy throughout the day? Looking for a kick to your workout? RockinThatIDLife.com has you covered with delicious flavors you've grown to love in tropical fruit and mixed berry, but now fall in love with the new fruit punch and orange flavors. Try them all at RockinThatIDLife.com. Realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage LLC makes the moving process easier. Work with a realtor who plays and studies the game and will work as hard as the boys on the ice to get you the best deal. Check out Mike on the web at strikewithmike.com and jumpstart your move today. That's strikewithmike.com. He turns out a hole looking for 500. He shoots. He scores! Brad Hall! Brad Hall! Brad Hall! Brad Hall! Comes in on property. Got a piece of it. Loose it. Run a tangent. This is the infamous Kurt Price with Let's Go Blues Radio. Wow, the infamous? And you're listening to the LGB Radio Summer Series. Now here's the infamous Jeff Ponder. Infamous? To discuss your picks for the all-time St. Louis Blues team. Infamous is, is when you're more than famous. Welcome to episode 19 of season 12. This is episode number 428, all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. What do you think this is? A holiday inn? <laughs> We're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, rockin'thatidlife.com, strikewithmike.com, and centericebrewery.com for proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. It's Wednesday, September 13th, but you're watching this probably on Thursday, September 14th. Uh, we're streaming live to tape on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to interact with the show on social media. Our handle on all social channels is L- at LGB Radio. Just search for us and you'll find us. And if you haven't done or already done so, Please like, follow, subscribe, ring the bell, buy a t-shirt from our shop, write an article on thehockeywriters.com about how awesome this show is, or do whatever you can do to help us out. That was a little thing for our host, our co-host, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by a special guest for tonight's show. We'll get to him in a second. Kurt Price, Bill Day, and producer Austin are all sitting out tonight while we review the allegations against them. The agenda for tonight includes Blues injury news before training camp has even kicked off and will reveal the final three spots of the Let's Go Blues Radio all-time team. All that and more on this death-defying episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. So uh, to kick it off here, we're going to get started with talking about our, our co-host for the evening, Mr. Mike Meyer. We had him on as a guest earlier in the summer, but he is here to co-host with me tonight. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at M underscore Meyer. That's M-E-Y-E-R-3. Uh, he works for the HockeyWriters.com. Mike, thank you very much for coming on and co-hosting and talking about this exciting episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. 
I'll always, always happy to be able to jump on. And thanks for you know for the uh, for the content ideas here in the very beginning. You know, <laughs> let's be able to get a uh, an interview here going to Let's Go Blues guys. There you go. Yeah, former uh, the hockey writers writer dot com myself. So uh, yeah. yeah, used to do the. I used to love working for the hockey writers. Great people over there. Great content over there. Not just for Blues, but anybody who's really to me the thing that that's, that stands out for the hockey writers dot com. Excellent prospect. Uh, articles come out of there uh, some of the best you'll read online especially for free as well um, but just overall hockey content coming from the hockeywriters.com anything that's going on news wise opinion wise commentary wise great stuff over there and of course mike meyer included is that and then uh, uh steven ground from two guys one cup our friend he's still over there correct oh yeah he's still over there he's all over the place here right now so you'll be able to find him not just doing blues content but i mean just covering nhl content here just in general so great guy yeah well okay guy let's you know let's let's pump <laughs> brakes a little bit <laughs> lower the bar here just a little bit here for lower the, yeah definitely lower the bar come on mike especially come on you're let's go blues radio that's all we do is lower the bar <laughs> that's very true yep yeah. So, so uh, if people were to go check out uh, thehockeywriters.com right now and go over to the blues section uh, from you specifically, what are they going to see, Mike? Well, as we were saying, actually, just before uh, we hit the old record button, but I'm starting to uh, go through the central division from the blues point of view and analyze here all the teams um, that the blues will be facing. We just released um, the Chicago Blackhawks preview um, and just for the see their offseason ads, um, their you know, dismissals here, if you want to be able to call that, they're purging. Um, and of course, you know, they're, uh, I don't want to say an acquisition, but basically an acquisition here of Connor Bedard um, and how that's just going to affect the Blues here this season. So um, you can be able to take a look here just at those articles and be able to keep paying attention because I'm going to keep breaking down every single one of the Central Division opponents. Uh, who's this Connor Bedard, you said? A goalie? Defenseman? What, what is he? I've never heard of him. He's, he's a rough, uh, I think he's a left shot defenseman okay all right like six seventh overall guy yeah he's okay he should be working his way up here uh you know maybe like a, a 20 point guy real flashy, okay. real flashy. oh okay very cool all right so yeah. like uh let's see like a jeff finley type uh somewhere in there he he maybe reminds me good. yeah he reminds me more of like a uh, a fulton reed here more than anything <laughs> <laughs> There we go. All right. All right. So he can blow goalies into the net. That's All right. exactly it. Yes. All right. Uh, I hope our crowd knows that we are completely messing with you. And uh, <laughs> that is not at all what we think. Connor Bedard, obviously, will have a huge impact on the Central Division. So uh, that'll be interesting. Definitely read up what Mike wrote over there about Connor and the rest of the Chicago Blackhawks. And you've got uh rest of the Central Division coming up as well, correct? They're all teed up here right now. Yep. So I got to be able to get on it and... Put the summertime uh, snooze, you know, kind of back into a, into fourth gear here right now as we start gearing up here for training camp and full season. Uh, so let me just go ahead and get your and, and predictions mean nothing on this show. We always say like predictions are just kind of what we have to do in the industry we're in. I hate predictions because I feel like you really don't know what's going to happen in the span of a right. season. But uh, who do you think takes the central division here uh, in 2023-24? <sighs> That's it's so wide open. I mean, I think the easiest one to be able to say is going to be the avalanche. Um, if the wild can get things figured out here again, I still think, you know, when you got a guy here like Kabril, Kirill Kaprizov, 
I don't think you can ever be able to count them out. Um, they've made some adjustments here right now, and I think they could be still a sneaky team built to end up taking the division. Very cool. I will also, look forward to... obviously, don't count um, the Dallas Stars here as well. All of their offseason acquisitions. So yeah. it's going to be tight. That's my dark horse pick is the Dallas Stars. I can see them yeah. sneaking in and getting that number one now. Um, we all know they have first-year success with their head coach back there. Uh, that uh, what am I uh, Pete, Peter DeBoer. Um, yes. Always a first-year success coach. He had some success last year. We'll see if that'll translate to a second year. But, uh, yeah, that's my dark horse pick. I love their roster. Uh, love as in, uh, you know, as a hockey analyst, love their roster. Yes. Um, but, yeah, should be interesting to see where they go. Uh, definitely some some solid, uh, really solid all around. I think they – and then Minnesota, as you said, clearly. But, uh, you know, what about uh, Arizona? You never know. You know, Jason Zucker could have a big year. We'll see. Clayton Keller, baby. Oh, absolutely. Right. right. Actually, you know, I've got them pegged uh, as a wild card favorite. You know, they could be able to sneak themselves into the playoffs here just past the Blues. So I, I, I do not count them out. I don't hate what they've done in Arizona, to be quite honest, with the roster yeah. this summer and then even, you know, going into what they had last year. That rookie they had, I always forget his name, um, the the forward who was up for Calder. Um, ah, oh, you're going to put me here on the spot. I know, I'll put you on the spot because I put myself on the spot. Uh, he's a hell of a hockey player, even though I don't know his damn name. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they I love what they're doing in Arizona. And I agree with you. Don't count them out. I don't think they'll be in the wild card but i could see them battling for it for sure yeah uh macchielli or uh hayden macchielli and i oh barrett hayden i i love his game too big 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 boy center love the way he plays so he's definitely another one that i watch out for as well uh well we've got some actual and hey you know what we joke over the summer there's never any hockey news guess what guys it's not the best news. It's not what we wanted to hear, but there is hockey news to talk about right now. Blues news to talk about right now. Actual news that could impact the season. That is the good news about where we're at right now because we are very close. We are on the fringe of the NHL season starting. Um, so the news that came out recently, uh, guys, everybody listening, we all know the grass is green. We all know the sky is blue. We all know Tory Krug is injured because that's just what happens. Uh, Tory Krug has been reportedly sidelined for the start of training camp. Uh, he sustained a right foot injury while training. He will be reevaluated on October 1st. So that is well into preseason. Uh, he's 32 years old, entering his fourth season with the St. Louis Blues. Uh, he was injured last year for 19 games, lower and upper body injuries. And we all remember the injury he had in the playoffs uh, two years ago. Uh, and then, of course, it's important to note that uh, this was the year coming, well, the season coming after he reportedly waived his no-trade clause, uh, and he is uh, he is now injured to at least start preseason. We'll see what it's like uh, October 12th when that comes around when the Blues kick off the season. But uh, doesn't sound good for the St. Louis Blues, doesn't sound good for Tory Krug. Uh, Mike, let me, let me ask you about your <laughs> surprise level with uh with this injury i was definitely i mean you're you're always caught off guard when any sort of player is injured especially before training camp um you know you had shades of memory i think with um eric johnson yep 
you know, and so I'm not overly shocked when they said that he's going to be out approximately three weeks. Uh, it's not a huge shocker here to me. You know, it seems like it's a very minimal injury here for him. So um, it sucks that he's going to end up missing training camp. It sucks that he's going to miss some preseason, you know, that he may end up being injured here for the start here of the season. He, you know, you never know, but like with a veteran guy here, like Krug, it, you know, keep it going and, and he'll return. You're just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the positive, the positives that we like to find as, as hockey reporters, analysts, and fans is, well, he's getting his injury out of the way. Now, maybe that means he'll be fine when he comes back. Um, you know, maybe this was, we don't, again, we don't have the news on this. We don't know. Maybe this is something that's been nagging him over the summer. Maybe it was something, right. something small happened that made him tweak it and said, you know what? I need to, I need to just take it easy. I'm going to miss training camp. And maybe he comes back feeling great by the time uh, he's back, whatever that is, mid-October, even start of the season, who knows? But yeah, I mean, part of the positive here is that, Maybe again, it was something that was nagging him. And then it finally just said, okay, I'm shutting her down. And that right. way he didn't go into the season with something nagging him. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. The the games that he misses are not going to be like, they're, they're not impactful games. And the good news is, is that you have plenty of defensive depth that can be able to take his spots. You know, right. a guy like, you know, even just Marco Scandella can be able to take his, his role, you know, even just to like hit some of his ice time. Um, but this is going to give a really good opportunity, especially to uh, Scott Perunovich, yes. you know, Lord willing, as long as he stays healthy here as well, <laughs> you know, uh, I think every single fan was like, you know, seeing injury and like, Oh crap, it's going to be Perunovich here again. But as long as he can be able to stay healthy here as well, you know, you're going to see a battle, I think all season long between the two of them, as far as who's going to command the ice time and who's going to command the power play time. Yeah, and that was my first thought, too, is I thought, you know, this is going to be the year that we were all kind of hoping that maybe Perunovich takes that next step and then even mm-hmm. maybe usurps uh, Krug on that first power play unit. Right. And now he's really going to have that opportunity. It's going to be really, okay, Scott, show us what you can do in training camp, not just right. throughout the season. So it'll be interesting to see how he steps in, how he reacts to this. Let's hope he doesn't get injured. But, yes. you know, <laughs> but still, it's it's exciting to see, again, you know, this is a team, maybe we're talking about wild card, maybe third. I don't know. I'm, I'm not in that boat with other people. I think this is the year the Blues miss the playoffs. If it's going to happen, I'm okay with it being this year. Let Perunovic step in right away and see what he can do. Uh, my biggest worry with this for Tori Krug is yes, again, we talked about how it's training camp. It's not middle of the season. He's not missing games down the stretch in, in playoff run or whatever it would be. Um, my only worry is I look at it and I say, we've got a new defensive coach, likely a whole new structure coming in. Tory Krug is going not now he's going to be there. You know, he's going to be in the video room. He's going to be right. learning anything Mike Weber has to teach him. But my only worry is he's not going to be on the ice learning this new system. He's going to have to watch from the from the bench, from the stands, whatever, and watch it and then step in and be able to play this new role mid-season, well, early in the season. We'll see if that has any impact on him. These are professional athletes. Clearly, they've been through stuff like this before. They When they have a new coach mid-season, that happens. I think he'll be fine, but that's the only slight concern I really have about him possibly missing any training camp. Yeah, I think there's something definitely to be, you know, to your point about the the practice time. 
you know, the, the actual prep up the ramp up period here to the games that actually start do mattering, you know, when you are inserted here right off the get go into games here that matter, actually go towards the standings towards points here. There's something to be said about missing that time. You know, we see it in, in baseball here as well about guys who, you know, they miss spring training, you know, whatever that it might end up being. And then they're like, Oh, you're a little bit slow to kind of get up to pace. Now, again, the good news is that they've got plenty of depth. And so Barube has the ability even if you just wanted to go 11-7 for the first couple of games that Krug is back, that he can limit down Krug's ice time and still be able to to throw out plenty of capable defensemen who can be able to jump up here into the play and then back here um, in their own zone and I think still be very comfortable. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, we are here with Mike Meyer, and we'll uh, be talking about the upcoming uh, uh, all-time team. There are three spots available uh, for the extra skaters. So we'll be getting to that here in a minute. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our fantastic Spice sponsors. You are listening to Jeff and Mike on Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't touch that dial. Don't go anywhere. We'll return after these messages. Every beer league hockey night, I grab my hockey bag and sticks and throw them in the trunk of my car. And the very next thing I do... I mix up a boost of energy courtesy of RockinThatIDLife.com. It's formulated to break up its delivery in three ways, which helps me get through all three periods of hockey. Phase 1 provides a rapid onset of energy, concentration, alertness, and motivation. By period 2, I'm receiving a dose of sustained energy, increased focus, metabolism, cognitive function, performance, and feelings of well-being, which I need with the way I play. In Phase 3, I'm getting fatigue protection without jitters and crash, an elevated mood and a reduction of fluid retention to help me make the big play when it counts. This same triphasic approach helps me when I drink it during work hours or simply just for a pick-me-up when I need it. Try one of the four energy flavors by visiting rockinthatidlife.com, but make sure to email Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you to receive an additional 10% off your order. That's rockinthatidlife.com. Center Ice Brewery is a beer lover's dream for hockey fans. Based in St. Louis, Missouri, owner Steve Albers has been brewing hockey-themed favorites for thirsty sports fans since 2017. From the Beauty IPA to the Old Arena Lager, a cold, frosty, hockey-themed beer is just what the doctor ordered for hockey fans in St. Louis. Make sure to check your local beer store for Center Ice Brewery beer today. LGB. Let's go beer. During the magical 2019 playoff run, I was in the midst of buying my current home. Every time I spoke with my realtor, obviously, home buying was the discussion. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't stop thinking about what was destined to happen for our St. Louis hockey team. If only there were a realtor who could have walked me through the process, held my hand when needed, but was there to be a sounding board when I wanted to complain about a certain hand pass goal. Let realtor Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage be that for you. He'll have your needs top of mind as he skates you through the home buying or selling process, dangling you past any obstacles and assisting on all your home goals. Check out strikewithmike.com for more information or give him a call directly at 314-753-4060. That's Mike Burgoyne with Real Brokerage at strikewithmike.com and that number again is 314-753-4060. 
Don't forget to tell Mike that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And now, back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. Well, I did forget to mention as uh, we were going into break that there is actually a little bit more uh, bit of news that we want to talk about here. Um, the Blues are participating in a prospect showcase. Um, before I get into that, Mike, there is a discussion on this show about the tournament the Blues are no longer participating in this year. But yes, participate in 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 a town in Michigan. What was the name of that town, Mike? Traverse City. Traverse. You say Traverse, Traverse City. City. Okay. Yes. Uh, I have always said it incorrectly. I've always said Traverse City. Traverse. I could see and, that. Yeah. And I I've, I, seriously said it on the show. Every, this is what, our 13th season? I've said it every year the Blues participated. It wasn't until last year. Finally, one of the other co-hosts corrected me. And I'm like, guys, I've been saying it Just like that. Now. And they're like, <laughs> well, yeah, we know. I'm like, we have a blues podcast. Make me say it correctly. So I Even still off have to air. Like, every, yeah. And I'm like, every <laughs> time I have to like in my head now say it's not Traverse city, it's Traverse city. So yes. yes. All right. Well, good. You say it correctly. I'm not going to call you <laughs> out then. Good work. Uh, so yes, in, uh, in that realm, again, talking about blues prospects, uh, they, the blues have announced they are not going to be a part of the traverse. Tra- Damn it. I did it. I knew I was going to do it. Traverse city prospect tournament. They are actually for 2023 going to be paying, uh, playing in the Tom Kerber's prospect showcase from mm-hmm. September 15th to the 17th in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, the showcase is going to feature three teams, the blues, Minnesota wild and Chicago Blackhawks. All games are going to be taking place at the I used to call it is it, it's called the Tria Rink, I believe. Yes, yeah. At uh, Trevor Island Center in downtown St. Paul, the Blues will play two games. So obviously they'll play each team once, uh, including Friday, uh, September fifteenth against the Wild, and Saturday, September sixteenth against the Blackhawks. Uh, both games will be available to stream live on the Blues YouTube channel. Uh, if you go over to blues.nhl.com, you can find links for that already. Or if you go over to their YouTube channel, you can see it as well. Uh, Blues will be practicing on Thursday and Friday uh, at Centene. Man, so they're going to play Friday at Centene. And I guess they're going to travel after practice to go play in that game in Minnesota. Why add in that extra travel? Just That's that- a good question. <laughs> that I don't get. That I don't get. Get up there on Friday, you know, come on. (laughs) Yeah. And especially when you only have 12 forwards, you you don't have any extra forwards or anything like why exhaust them for the tournament? I mean, they're only only playing two games, but it it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. Yep. Yep. Uh, So anyways, they'll be playing games uh, the the 15th and the 16th. As I said, Uh, your prospects are your, uh, for the most part, your, your usual suspects here. We won't go Mm -hmm. through the list. You can find that over on the Blues website, but a couple names to mention. Nikita Alexandrov will be playing, as well as both Zach, Zachary Bolduke, and Zach Dean. Um, we've talked about uh, a couple different guys that are, are uh, just prospects in the Blues system, including uh, Marc-Andre Gaudet, Matthew Kessel, Leo Loof, a couple of those guys. Hunter Skinner also involved as a guy that was acquired in a trade last year. Uh, goaltenders Will Cranley, Colton Ellis, and Vadim Jarenko, all guys we've discussed on this show. Uh, outside of the usual suspects, Mike, is there anybody that uh, 
kind of stands out to you in terms of uh, people to watch in this prospect tournament? I am really interested to see how a guy like Tanner Dickinson does. Um, he, I don't know like where the ceiling is for him. You know, I think if he does make it here like to the NHL, he's going to be like a bottom six guy, but he could surprise you with having, you know, that middle six here potential. Um, Quentin Burns and Michael Buchinger, um, both offensive defensemen. I think both of those guys could have a decent showing. Leo Loof, I'm just interested to see what he's going to be like here on the NHL size rink. I mean, this yeah. is a man who is not afraid to throw his body around. And he's gotten better about not being penalized here for some of the hits, the more aggressive style hits that he takes. And so um, I'll be very interested to see how he actually performs. But um, the biggest one, you know, I think it's Nikita Alexandrov just to see how he's going to do amongst all these prospects because he's played those NHL games. He's played in the Mm -hmm. AHL, you know, so it's interesting to see where he's going to be at. You know, is he just going to stand out like, you know, a men among boys kind of deal. So um, I, I don't think there's really anybody else like outside of those guys. That's really going to be able to stand out um, or the ones that you should like put a pin in only two games. I don't know how hard they're going to truly go. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. There's no championship. There's no playoff. There's nothing like that. There's only teams. So they're not going to do anything like that. It's just a very much a friendly script. We say friendly. It's hockey. We all know how hockey can still get heated. But still, it uh, it is interesting. It's not an actual tournament, not a prospect tournament. It's a prospect showcase. Showcase. Uh, of course, I do want to add, too, I forgot. Uh, I don't think I've been able to say his name yet on uh, Let's Go Blues Radio. So I'm going to take that opportunity now. Defenseman, the Blues signed over the summer. Jeremy Biakabatuka. I yes. love that name. I, I yes. saw them sign him, and I'm like, I don't care if he does if he is the worst defenseman in the history of hockey. I want to see a, a blues jersey with that name on it. Bianca Batuka. Beautiful yes. name. And he he noticeably stood out during prospect camp. Yeah. Noticeably stood out. And so I was very, very happy to see that they signed him. Um, I don't care if they end up, again, if he only plays three games with the blues, one game with the blues, I just want to see him be able to make it to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, so my bro- I was, uh, I fortunately couldn't make prospect camp. My brother went. And uh, he actually messaged me and said, there's this kid. And he spelled it all terribly, but <laughs> I had to look him up. And I was like, he's like, this kid, this kid is awesome. And I think it was, yeah. what, a couple of days after prospect camp that they signed him. And mm-hmm. he was like, told you, this kid's great. So I'm like, well, I'll keep my eye out for him. And definitely going to watch him in that prospect camp. So we'll see how he does. That's yep, this weekend, absolutely. by the way. Yep, absolutely. Oh. All right, so let's get into some all-time team. Our last reveal, hard to believe. We've been doing this all summer. Uh, started, I think, in April or maybe even May. I don't know when it was. It's been so long since uh, the summer started for the Blues. But, uh, yeah, we are on our last reveal tonight. Uh, so, uh, reminder what we're doing. It's the last three skater spots. So, these are the guys that basically, if you have your starting lineup voted on by a fan's, uh, these guys would not be dressed, but they'd be first guys in for injury. Um, so your 13th, 14th, 15th forwards, or your seventh defenseman, eighth defenseman, whatever it would be. Uh, that's where these guys la- uh, uh, are in the rankings. Uh, so as a reminder for the 35-year team, they did not name utility players. So uh, we are in uh, new waters here. Uh, so there is uh, there's three spots open. And again, this was available to anyone who is a forward defenseman or goalie. 
Uh, so we uh, we put the poll out, let people vote. Basically, it was based on uh, who had the highest vote totals in the original voting that we did on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. And uh, these are the four. We had four guys that were selected that were basically available for this extra spot. So the top three got in and the, the last person did not get in, which we will reveal that at the end as well. But our first reveal is somebody that uh, I was shocked personally that did not make this team uh, in the original rounds of, of it's just, I think that his position, it was just so stacked. Uh, And I was just shocked because you talk about, we talked a lot about recency bias playing into some of these picks I was surprised that it did not play into this one, but he gets the number one spot in utility. Alexander Steen, 2019 Stanley Cup champion, Alexander Steen. His greatest season as a blue came in 2014, 2015, 74 games played, 24 goals, 40 assists, and 64 points. Uh, his stats overall with the blues in his career as a St. Louis blue. He's number four in games played with 765 number 10 in goals at 195, number six in assists at 301, number six in points at 496, tied for sixth in even strength goals at 144, tied for sixth in shorthanded goals at number nine, number six in game-winning goals at 35, and number six in shots at 1,863. Mike, I'll pass it off to you. Uh, I know you've kind of kept up a little bit with the all-time team that we're doing here, but uh, Alexander Steen is the first non-dressed player on uh, this team. Your thoughts? I'm glad to see him in. I'm glad to see him in. Um, Huge, huge fan favorite. And like you said, there's so many players. And it's it's a little bit surprising that he didn't make it, um, you know, especially over some guys – I don't know whether or not that you would be able to take a guy, say like Steen over TJ Oshie. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm so glad to be able to end up seeing him end up making here this list. I, you could argue that he is absolutely like a top 10 blues player here of all, of all time. Oh, I agree. hundred so, percent. I, yeah. I, we talked about, uh, we don't know what the rules are for the blues hall of fame. If, if there's like a certain number of years, you have to be retired before they let you in. But he's got to be one of the first guys that's non-retired number that gets into that, right? I mean, that guy had some unbelievable years here in St. Louis and, of course, yeah. was part of the biggest team to, that the Blues have ever put together in 2019. And even if you don't look at him strictly just based off of statistics, large, large locker room guy, chemistry, glue player. And I would tell you, when Steen took the ice during the prospect camp, that he's going to be a part of the organization here again. I mean, like there was almost a standing ovation for him. The the fans went nuts here for him. And it just shows how much that he means to this fan base and to the community here. We're just with the blues here at large. So I'm, um, I'm super happy to see him here. Yeah. And that's what surprised me. You talk about, cause blues fans do love him. I mean, yes. I, mm-hmm. And I think maybe we talked about it a little bit on the left wing reveal shows. Maybe that recency bias, uh, bias played against him. Because there was, at the end of his career, there was a fairly large portion of the Blues fan base who said, oh, he's overpaid. They shouldn't have ever given him that last contract. So we wondered if maybe that played into it a little bit. Because, again, you look at the other guys at left wing. David Perron, listen, huge David Perron fan. I hope he comes back one day and retires a Blue. But... I'm sorry, David Perron over Alexander Steen. I cannot agree with that. 
Um, Keith Kachuk got the number one spot. I think I'd take Alexander Steen over Keith Kachuk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, and again, you know, but it's it also is that you can't go wrong at left wing for the Blues. And it wasn't until we did this exercise that I really realized that, that I'm like, oh my God, the Blues have had some really good left wings over the time that they've yes. been a franchise. You know, uh, Pavel Dimitra's a guy who played every position. Uh, Brian Sutter, one of the greatest to ever play the game in a Blues jersey. Uh, just, yeah, but but still, to not have Steen as the one of the top four was shocking. But uh, to see him here, you know, and again. It completes the list. It, it does. Just, it, it just really completes does. the position. Yep, and, um, you know, and I'll go ahead and say, if you have a favorite Alexander Steen memory or moment, uh, please share with us now. But I think we yeah. all share the one, yeah, the Jonathan Quick goal. Yes, uh, that's exactly it. the puck it. from behind the net, shorthanded. I mean, because that was, and, and you, just to take you back to that moment, right? It was, the Blues got a penalty. Was it Shattenkirk? It's a penalty. And it's overtime. It's the Kings mm-hmm. who have been Blues stompers before that that game. And it was, you know, the Blues are, I believe they'd already won game one, and this was in game two. And mm-hmm. it was, okay, you know, they can go up 2-0 on the series here. Power play, though, okay, Kings have got this, no question. Power play in overtime. What's this, a gaff behind the net, and Steen puts it in the empty net. I mean, just attacks in the right way. Quick wasn't expecting it. And it was at home, which adds to it, too. Just a, one of my favorite moments as a Blues fan. I've been a fan forever, and that's yeah. one of my favorite moments that I've ever witnessed as a Blues fan. Yeah, I think that's – if you're a fan of Alexander Steen, if that's not top two within your mind, I don't know if you've ever watched Alexander Steen play. Like, right. <laughs> let's let's be real. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. You know, it's it's roughly six minutes here, like, left to go here into overtime. They're on a power play. You know, I pulled it up actually here on YouTube just to be able to make sure I got like, the stats here right. But I believe it was a double minor because I'm looking here, 329 here of power play time. Yep, that sounds right. So, I think it was a high stick. <clears throat> yep, yep. So it was, I mean, just like you said, the energy here, you know, his reaction, it was just, it was the Kings and we're finally be able to, to overcome them. And um, it was just that, that wave of Blues players just starting to kind of go up and over that hump. Um, you know, and just kind of be able to return back to, okay, these guys are actual Stanley Cup contenders. So yeah. it was just a large, large, um, huge fan base um, or like a good time here like within the Blues fan base as I get yeah. tongue-tied. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And yeah, I mean, and it's not just obviously that moment comes to mind, but there's so many good ones. You know, we've yeah. talked about his, his, his willingness to step out of a top, uh, well, let's see well, top nine role and, and go on to that uh, fourth line in the 2019. I mean, that can't be overstated how important that was to this team and how the Blues were able to roll out a fourth line that was just, I'm sorry, the best fourth line in all the playoffs that year. I mean, nobody mm-hmm. matched that line. They were incredible. And and then just, you know, his time when he was kind of the, the go-to guy when Tarasenko was first coming up and when the Blues still had Oshie and Bacchus and, it was Alexander Steen that was the guy that you always relied to get the shots off. Now, yes, he did not always hit the net. He was kind of known for shooting into shin guards, but he scored a bunch of huge goals for the Blues. Mm-hmm. He was always a threat on the ice, and he was a two-way threat. He always, mm-hmm. always hustled. One of those guys that, you know, I played beer league. I hate those guys that never stop skating, and that's how Alexander Steen is. He never gives up on the play. He's always moving his feet. 
just a great work ethic. And and I'm sure if you've ever talked to him or met him in person, you know he is built like a horse. Just a you know, yes. he's a small guy, but he's a big guy. And you yes. can just tell that he has got the work ethic you need to be an effective NHL player. Yep. And that's absolutely the reasons why, you know, again, that he just belongs here on this list. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Well, the uh, next reveal that we have, uh, also somebody that I'll say that I think uh, uh, Kirk Price, co-host of the show, uh, he really uh, showed that he was upset uh, when this guy didn't make it. He actually thought he should be here over Alexander Steen, which I will argue forever. Uh, But still, another left wing, and again, goes to show the power the Blues have had at left wing. Mm -hmm. Brendan Shanahan makes this team as the second alternate uh, skater, uh, one all-star game as a St. Louis blue. That was in 1996. Uh, he's an eight time all-star overall member of the hockey hall of fame, uh, inducted in 2013, his best season as a blue. And actually his best season overall as an NHL player came in 1993, 94, 81 games played 52 goals, 50 assists, 102 points. That was his only hundred point season in his career. Uh, blue stats, not in there a lot. Cause as I said, it, it with the knock, I think against him, why he wasn't one of the original Ford, uh, left wings to make this team, uh, is that, uh, he just wasn't here very long. Uh, he was tied. He is tied for number six in shorthanded goals with nine. And he is, uh, tied for number six in hat tricks as well at five. Uh, he does have a lot of single season success though. So when you look at the greatest seasons, the blues forwards have ever put together, uh, he is his 1993-94 campaign. That is the seventh the most goals that Blue has ever scored in 52. Uh, he is number eight in goals as well with 51 goals in 1992-93. Um, he's got uh, he's tied for the tenth most points in a season by St. Louis Blue, and that was 102 in 93-94. In uh, even strength goals, he's got the uh, sixth most with 33, and that was in 92-93. In power play goals, 18 he scored in 92-93. That is good for seventh all-time uh, in blue seasons. And then in shorthanded goals, he had seven in 93-94. That is the third most in blues history in one single season. And then uh, in, ni- in 1993-94, he had 397 shots. That is the second most shots ever. And, of course, number one, Brett Hall, uh, which I think he made out the rest of that list, <laughs> one through ten. Number two, Brendan Shanahan worked his way in. But uh, still, Brendan Shanahan, uh, just an excellent player, a guy that, you know, you, you you hated when he went to the Red Wings. But as a blue, you love the hell out of him. He had that work ethic you wanted and just a bruiser, a guy who beat the hell out of, well, actually beat the hell out of another person on this uh, team, and that's Keith Kachuk. Uh, just a fierce fighter, fierce competitor, and a hell of a hockey player. Guy you do not want to mess with in front of the net. Your thoughts, Mike, on Brendan Shanahan also making this team? I am. I'm very conflicted. I love seeing him here on this list. I really do. But just to see, you know, again, like he only played four years here with the Blues. Yeah. And I, and I say that... I don't say that lightly. I mean, four years is a long time to, be able to play here with a team. I mean, you think back to, you know, you take four years here, most people, four years here in college, four years here in high school. It feels like you're, you're there for a long time. And the fact that he scored 306 points in 277 regular season games. You know, he was an all-star here for pretty much every single year that he was with the Blues. 
So I, I don't take that lightly, but I just, I don't think of Brendan Shanahan blues and, and that associate, like, I, I just don't. Um, and so I love seeing him here because again, like that's somebody else that you can just add here to the list, but it's, it's just, it's very conflicting. Yeah. <laughs> and absolutely. You know, yes, I, I think that somebody, um, there's plenty of other players. I think that you could probably have put up there, um, as just the heart and soul gritty absolute blues players potentially over a Brennan Shanahan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, and, and I'll say I, uh, again, I think Kurt price, his, and, and, and again, talking about the panel that we had, we had 11 people on this panel, uh, that originally selected players to be voted on by the fans. And, um, one of the things that I made sure to do was include people from all different generations, different walks of life, uh, different career paths. You know, you know, I mean, we have a guy who watched the first blues game ever in 1967 on this panel. So I wanted to include that. So we all had our different take on, mm-hmm. you know, what this team meant, like what yeah. who belongs here. And I think Kurt's idea is impact to the blues. It doesn't matter how long they were here. How impactful were they when they were here? And I think yeah. he looks at Brendan Shanahan and says, when he was here, he is just as impactful as Brett Hall, totally. Adam Oates, Bernie Federko, Chris Pronger. So I totally get that. But for oh, me, absolutely. I'm looking, and if you look at all the votes that I had on this team, mine is more who was a great blue and lasted as a great blue for a while. And yes. again, that's why Alexander Steen makes sense to me because I'm like, he was so good for so long. Shanahan, yes, I think he does belong here. But again, the longevity is just not there for me. So even when I was yes. voting on this team, Brendan Shanahan wasn't top of mind for me. It was Keith Kachuk. It was Brian Sutter. It was Alexander Steen. You know, these names, even David Perron, really, who's been yes. here and and for Perron's case, come back multiple times. Yes. You know, so I love Shanahan here. Don't get me wrong but I'm not as adamant that he definitely belongs on this team as some other people were who voted on this, uh, this whole team. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm right there with you. And that's, that's just the biggest thing. And um, I mean, and and you could realistically say, okay, well, let's throw Wayne Gretzky here into that list. He was impactful, (laughs) but you know, he wasn't there forever. So I, I get both points of view. I'm a little more just conflicted here at that point, just simply because again, he was only here with the blues for four years. Yep. Impactful, but only for four years. And, you know, and again, he had some unbelievable moments here. We all remember him with, with Craig Janney, one of the best one, two punches this team's ever had. Let's not talk about what uh, ended that, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) yeah, when they were, uh, when they were together, it was unbelievable hockey to watch. And you had Brett Hall on that wing. I mean, good Lord. That's one of the best lines ever formed in the NHL. Um, And Brendan Shanahan just, you know, again, tough as knuckles in front of the net and a guy that, Really, I mean, was it just in front of the net? Wasn't, you know, a guy like uh, Dave Anderchuk who was, you know, unbelievable in front of the net but really didn't have the best hands. Brendan Shanahan had great hands. Some of the goals he scored, even for the Red Wings against the Blues, I remember being like, God damn it, Shanahan. And Mm -hmm. it's the same here, I'm sure, for other teams at this period when he was with the Blues. Like, that guy has everything. Every part of his game is ferocious and tenacious and incredible. And that's why when he was traded for Chris Pronger, there was such an uproar because it was 
That guy was the whole package. Who the yes. hell is this kid from Hartford? And mm-hmm. luckily, Pronger turned out to be quite a hell of a hockey player himself. But Shanahan, man, he was a fan favorite, and he was great at what he did. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I don't think I honestly could have said it any better. Well, you know, I mean, when you do a show for 13 years, you know how to talk. <laughs> I'm kidding. I am not. I, oof, I Like you said earlier, I had a long day today, and I thought, yes. oh, boy, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a show tonight. But we're, we're getting through we it, make Mike. It work. We're doing it. We make it work. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so our, who, who work our, full time here with us. So, <laughs> oh, it's it's brutal, man. Uh, there's some days where it's just like, I got a show tonight. I just worked yes. a ten hour day. You got to be kidding me! But it's what we do. We do it for you, fans. That's why we do it. We we want you to read our stuff and listen to us. All right. So our third reveal of the show will it be another left wing? Because as as I said, there was plenty of options here at left wing that didn't make the team. Uh, and then, of course, there was a ton of right wings that uh, were left off this list. Uh, Joe Mullen, Wayne Babich, and then defensemen. Uh, you know, Bra- uh, Barrett Jackman was a guy that was included in the in the polls here. Uh, and we had other guys. Jeff Brown didn't make this team. And then, of course, there's some guys from the 35-year team that didn't make it. Bob Gassoff, Rob Ramage. Is it a goalie? Glenn Hall. Uh, it is not. It is a center. And it is number 77, in your My programs, guy. number one in your hearts, Pierre Turgeon makes this yes, team, and sir. I am very happy to. I yes, one of sir. my favorite players of all time. Uh, he will be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame this November. He was part of the Blues' 2000 Presidents Trophy win. I think after the Stanley Cup, we can celebrate that now, right? Like even <laughs> they got knocked out in the first round, but hey, they won a cup 19 years later. So yes, we can we can celebrate it now. Uh, his best season as the Blue came in 2000, 2001, 79 games played, 30 goals, 52 assists, 82 points. Uh, his only stat that uh, ranks in the top 10 for Blues all time, he is number eight in plus minus with a plus 65. Um, you mentioned before the show started that Pierre Turgeon is a guy that you think about maybe with the Islanders, maybe with the Canadiens. Um, right. There's plenty of other teams you can think about with him. You know, obviously we think we think blues because we're blues fans and, and you know, cover the blues. But I would say that I think a lot of teams, especially when when the Hall of Fame induction really happens in November, I think you're going to hear a lot of Islanders and Canadians talk. But he was very impactful here with the St. Louis Blues um, after Craig, J- after the years of Janney and Oates and, and all those guys, Gretzky, uh, it, it turned to the Pierre Turgeon show uh, at center. And he was great. Um, you know, Scott Young scored 40 goals with with Turgeon as his center. Um, that was later in Young's career. Um, I don't want to say later, but I believe he was either 31 or 32. Uh, so he was already kind of past his prime, but he put up 40 goals and a lot largely because Pierre Turgeon was so good uh, at center with him. And again, one of my favorite <laughs> players of all time. Uh, Mike, I know you agree. Uh, Pierre Turgeon belongs on this team because uh man he wasn't here again maybe like shanahan wasn't here super long but the time he was he was dynamic and important for this team absolutely five years here in st louis i mean he he tied the exact same amount of um of years here at least that he did in buffalo um and he actually played more games than what he did in buffalo i mean it was five more 327 games and 355 points 134 of those here being goals, but you want to talk about an impactful center. I mean, I, I don't know if you have very many 
that's all time centers here above Pierre Turgeon um, that rank like, within the St. Louis Blues franchise history. So I am I am very happy to see that Pierre ended up making it. Um, again, a guy who's probably averaging, you know, hockey reference says 25 minutes. I mean, let's be real. That's not 25 minutes. <laughs> he was yeah. averaging, you know, he was probably averaging about 19 minutes here per game, um, which is still extremely good for a guy um, who was in his late 20s to early 30s that he played here with the Blues. But, you know, again, you want to talk about impactful when he was here. Pierre Turgeon was very impactful when he was here. He just, you know, I don't want to say he commanded a game. I think that those that kind of phrasing comes goes to like the well the Chris Prongers, but thinking of center, maybe the Bernie Federkos, maybe even the Adam Oates's. Uh So I'll put him in that elite class, but he is right below it, the very next tier yeah. where it was when Turgeon was on the ice, things were happening, um, and he wasn't a terrible back checker. He wasn't, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, uh, you know, pulling off ex- ridiculous defensive plays and then carrying the puck down and scoring a goal, but he wasn't, you know, he was, he was no slouch defensively. He was, he was pretty good and he would always come back and he'd always be leading the breakout. Um, One of the things that I loved, it seemed like whenever Pronger had the puck, it seemed like he was either Demetra or Turgeon that he was getting the puck to because they always found ways of getting open and then they'd score on the breakout because of a great pass from Pronger to Turgeon, then Turgeon to young or Turgeon to whoever. And just, I mean, to me, in his time here, just so good. And it's mm-hmm. funny because you look at – I remember the year he he was let go. Uh, he he walked in free agency to Dallas. That was the year the Blues went out and got Doug Waite. Um, I was pissed. I loved Doug Waite oh, yeah. even before he became a Blue. But I'm like, come on, man. Pierre turgeon has been such an important part of this team. And I always go back to how amazing would it have been if they would have gotten weight and kept Turgeon. Yes. That would have been ridiculous. But let's face it, salary, that that may not have worked out. But you find Turgeon a way to make that take, work. Yeah, you do find a way to make you it work. You find a I way agree. to make that work. Yeah. But but I think Turgeon, he did dip a little bit when he went to Dallas and then really dip mm-hmm. by the time he went to Colorado. So maybe that was the right time to depart. But I still think a what-if scenario, if you have a one-two punch of weight and Turgeon, first of all, letting go of Turgeon, Scott Young became pretty insignificant. He didn't have yeah. that guy setting him up left and right. So really at that time, you kind of lost Young at that point. He became more of a third-line guy, which was kind of where he was before Turgeon too. So, yeah, I I would have loved that. That's a what-if scenario, but I'm happy Turgeon's here again. One of my favorite players of all time. He almost made it in the votes uh, for uh, the fourth center. I would have loved that. Loved seeing yes. him there. But, you know, again, I'm glad he's on this team. I think on the 35-year team, the fact that he wasn't included was a travesty. Um, that he belonged there then, and I, he belongs here now. So I'm happy to see it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I'm he is still, I think, still very underrated with this Blues fan base, um, and especially amongst like some of the younger fans. And so, you know, you know that you're getting to that age where you're like, you know, go back and rewatch some of the old stuff, and you know, but truly, like, go back and rewatch some of those old games here if you can. Just watch some highlights of him here in St. Louis if you have the chance to just watch an entire game or two with him in there. Um, try to cherry pick, you know, if he's got some good producing games, um, but he was lights out. You know, just just a phenomenal player to be able to watch. And just um, I, I think and I, I firmly believe, you know, that he was a, a reason why 
so many blues fans, you know, in those eras, like was, were coming, like they wanted to see Pierre Turgeon. Oh yeah. So it was, 100%. you know, super, super happy to see him here as well. Um, yeah. And I'll say, if you want to watch some full games of, uh, Pierre Turgeon, his time here in St. Louis, uh, shameless plug my youtube channel uh if you look me up uh there's plenty of full blues games on there not the let's go blues radio one the jeff ponder youtube channel uh yeah there's plenty of awesome games on there from the turgeon days i i was a nerd mike i recorded so many blues games i still had all the vhs's and a couple years ago i'm like i should do something with these and then i'm like i should put them on youtube why not and (laughs) i mean 95 percent of them they're they're up and you know there's been a couple that the nhl's blocked and said no nah, we don't want you showing that one but yeah um yeah 95 percent of them i was able to put up and it's great being able to just go back and watch some of those old games i can pull it up on my roku tv and like watch it like i'm watching it live again it was uh it's it's fun to do and plenty of pierre turgeon there for anybody who's interested in watching him in his blues days and look at you just shy of two thousand subscribers here on your channel that- that 1. is all 8, the NHL 8. games. Yep. 1.88 thousand. Look at you. Yep. That is Look all those old games that garnered a lot of attention when I started posting those. There was people oh, sure. on Reddit like, dude, follow this guy. He's posted games every day. So it was, uh, it's, it, that's where all those come from. But yeah, it's, it, there's a lot on there and it's, it's fun, man. Like I said, go back, watch those games. It's a great time. Um, so, uh, talking about who didn't make this team, um, yeah. so the last guy that uh, was in that final vote for the three spots, Barrett Jackman, did not make yeah. this team. Um, I know a lot of people were pretty bummed about that. And I'll admit, I considered, I'm like, man, I need to add him because they need to have a seventh defenseman. But yeah. the votes were pretty one-sided that they wanted all three forwards in. So I said, you know what? Uh, sorry, Barrett. Uh, you can be our uh, uh, you can be our trainer or our maybe your assistant coach, um, but unfortunately, just no room for you. Barrett Jackman clearly uh, played here. I think I believe it's the second most games. I didn't I don't have it pulled up, but I believe it's the second most games in franchise history. Uh, so want to give a little love to Barrett for not making this team, yes. but you were right there, buddy, right there. Yeah, unfortunately, and I still remember here like to this day. When I started going to Blues games, you know, my dad had a large, large uh, chip on his shoulder about Barrett Jackman and just some of his performances. And so, you know, that skewed my opinion here quite a bit of him. Um, But like when you go back and you actually watch, especially, you know, younger Barrett Jackman and the impact that he had on this team, um, it's, it's really hard to not love Barrett Jackman. You know, he did have that dip in performance and he did, you know, he had some lapses here and there and down seasons, but you know, when you look at his entire career, especially just with the Blues, you know, before like he went to, to Nashville, yeah. he was, boy, you know, he was, he was Jax, you know, and, yeah. and I don't think that you can be able to really have a conversation here truly without him. So if we can be able to find a spot here, like in the video room here for him, or we can be able to find a spot, you know, you know, assistant to the assistant general manager, you know, something like that here for him, you know, he, he needs to be here on this list. He's uh, he's definitely the I think he's your maybe not captain, but alternate captain on the second team. If there's a yes, a blues junior all time team, he is oh, uh, he is number one right there. Uh, but yeah, start, I agree. You, you start know, opening that up. Oh, yeah, that 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 conversation's already oh, been man. happening with people. And I'm like, I'm you guys talk away. I, I've put all this together. This has been 
a lot to do. I'm not doing a second team. So, but yeah, that has definitely been a discussion. And he is, I, I, I honestly, 100%, he's your number one player, first guy named on that team because he is, he was right there here, almost even made uh, the defenseman list, uh, but lost out to the Plaguers, rightfully so, I think, uh, just because of the impact they had on this franchise. But still, uh, worth mentioning, Barrett Jackman right there, the last cut. He is the Herb Brooks of the 1960 Olympic team. He is the final cut for the all-time team. (laughs) Yeah, way Um, too many good players. Way too many good ones. Yep. So we've got a full list here of uh, players that uh, have been considered. We're actually going to run through them all very quickly. But first of all, I want to mention the 35-year team the Blues named back in 2003. Um, I'm sorry, 2002, uh, the players not included Red Berenson, Joe Mullen, Scott Young, Wayne Babbage, Bob Gassoff, Rob Ramage, uh, Glenn Hall, and then coach Joel Quinville were all on that roster. Originally, they have been bumped for players since. So I just wanted to give them a quick call out. Uh, Mike, I'm going to roll through this list as quickly as I can here. Uh, These are, these are players that received votes from our panel that uh, I wanted to give a quick call out to and say, hey, these guys were actually considered for the all-time team. So let's roll through them really quick. Uh, there was a couple people who were listed at different positions. Um, so yeah. I did leave them out. So I don't name them twice. So if you hear one example, Jaden Schwartz, he got a vote at center. Um, I'm only going to list him once here at left wing. So uh, left wing that uh, players considered for the all-time team. Jorgen Pedersen, Jeff Cortnall, Jaden Schwartz, Patrick Berglund, Gino Cavallini, Pavel Buchnevich, and Braden Shin at center. Doug Gilmore, Jay McClement, Ivan Barbashev, Wayne Gretzky, Craig Conroy, Craig Janney, Doug Waite, right wing, Gary Sabarin, Greg Pazlowski, Ryan Reeves, Tony McKegney, Nelson Emerson, Frank St. Marseille, Brad Boys, Jordan Cairo, Kelly Chase, Dallas Drake, Jamal Mayers. Left uh, defense, Paul Cavallini, Jack Brownscheidel, Barrett Jackman, Al Arbor, uh, Noel Picard, Carl Gunnarsson, Scott Stevens, and Jeff Finley. At right defense, Jeff Brown, Kevin Shattenkirk, Gary Roberts, Phil Housley, and Colton Pareko. At goalie, Brian Elliott, Jake Allen, Grant Fior, and Mike Liute. At coach, Ken Hitchcock, Brian Sutter, Scotty Bowman, and Jacques Demare. Um Final note on all that, and, and Mike, I'll let you comment on any of that here in a second, but uh, there were 70 players overall considered for the 21 roster spots here. 709 total players have suited up for the Blues in franchise history. Uh, that's according to Hockey Reference. So that just goes to show you how uh, elite this is. 709 total players have played for the Blues, and only 21 players made the roster. So that goes to show how elite these players were in their positions at the time. Um, but uh, Mike, your thoughts, any of the names I just listed over, any surprises, anyone you look at and say, oh, he probably should have been on there. Uh, anyone stand out to you? You have the fan favorites, and I think you go back to who is potentially, you know, first team. You know, you could be able to have a second team, and I think the Blues could be able to, to roster a second team that's very good, oh, very yeah. good. Um, you know, I would, I would love to have seen a guy like Ryan Reeves be able to make it out, but mm-hmm. again, that's more fan favorite. I think than actual like impact while he was here with the blues, um, Brian Elliott, I think is one that he could have made it, 
Jordan Bennington, obviously, like he wins the Stanley Cup. There's no arguing against that here. And then Cujo, you only have two. But yeah. Brian Elliott, I think, could have made a you know a really really good case here. I love the fact that Buchnevich is already being considered. He's so impactful, incredibly impactful. Um, well, that's and that's what we said about him. We said we think when it's all said and done, if he stays a blue, and he's here for let's say ten more years, he is probably your number one left wing all time yes. on this team. Yeah. Oh, I could see that, especially over. I mean. Demetra and Kachuk, yeah, I could be able to see him over that. You know, at least be able to to knock down at least one player, at least David Perron. You know, yeah. but if he starts earning some more time here at center, you know, he, he may have a tougher time here at that right. point. But um, no, I don't think there's really anybody else that really sticks out here. I mean, again, you have a really good second team, um, which I think like Patrick Berglund potentially ends up making. Jaden Schwartz, um, Shen here, of course. Um, Cairo, Kelly, Chase, you know, you get some of those big grinders, you know, that play that blue collar blues hockey. Um, Colton Pareko, I'd be very interested to see where he ranks. Again, yep. do you have more recency bias or do you have actual statistical influence? Well, so that's I, the funny thing. We, we, talked, we talked about, um, you know, Alexander Steen did recency bias play against him. That's yeah. one with Colton Pareko. If we had this list after the 2019 Cup win, I think fans are like Colton Pareko is the best defenseman would ever play for the St. Louis Blues, yes. you know? So yep. I think it's a completely different conversation at that point. Yep, absolutely. And again, you can be able to start making a huge case, you know, Brad Boys, you know, he's, he absolutely should have been able to get some really good votes. I didn't have access, you know, to be able to see what the vote count here was, but I'm sure Brad Boys, you know, that he was up there as well. You know, you want to talk about a guy who was impactful while he was with the Blues, Brad Boys was up there. Absolutely yeah, he was. up there. So. He was uh, the reason you went to the rink during some of those teams because some of those teams yes. were awful. awful. And it was just, oh, Brad Boyce at least will score a goal for us, you know, and it was yeah. it was fun. He was the first 40-goal scorer for the Blues since I think it was Kachuk, uh, mm-hmm. maybe his second year here. So it was, yeah, he was another guy. And, you know, I look at a couple of these other names. You know, it's funny to see the names that were – because, again, we, we went off this 35-year team the Blues had originally – and you look at some of the names that happened before that that's on this list. You know, Gary Sabrin, Greg Pazlowski, uh, even a Wayne Gretzky, you know, Gino Cavallini. Like, all these guys that were considered that didn't even make the 35-year team, I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping. I'm like, it'd be really fun to see one of those guys kind of leapfrog. Like, they didn't make the 35-year team, but they made the, what are this, is 54-year team. You know, like, what changed in that time that made, yeah. <laughs> made fans say that's where that guy belongs. So it was yep. interesting to watch the votes and see some of these guys like Doug Gilmore get an actual chance to be able to step in and, and be a part of this team, even though they didn't make it before. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, does recency bias with Kelly Chase being on the air? If that's a couple of years ago, does Kelly Chase end up making his way? But now that he's yeah. been off the air here for a little while, you know, he's kind of out of sight, out of mind. Right. Does Kelly Chase make it? Yep. Um, so uh, I just, this is a fun little stat that I found. I'm sure you saw this and were like, what the hell? Why does this matter? But just doing the research I did for this show, I had to call this one out. Three players with the lowest amount of playing time. So the lowest amount of playing time that have played for the Blues in history. All three players have only had five minutes, uh, according to Hockey Reference. Uh, those three players are actually very recent. Colin Frazier, uh, oh, he had man. one game played. Rory Fitzpatrick, who was a defenseman, 
He played three games and somehow only amassed five minutes. I'm guessing it was an 11 seven scenario yeah. where it was, maybe he was a seventh defenseman and just, they just throw him out there late in the game or something. And then uh, Derek Picard, who was a uh, blues prospect or in the early two thousands, he had one game played. So all three of those guys, only five minutes, but Hey, they're blues. They're enshrined in blues history. Like that's something I've always said, man, if I could just somehow become an emergency backup defenseman and just yes. step on the ice for 10 seconds, I am automatically in blues history. That's all that yes. matters. Yep. They made the five minutes. It's five minutes more than I've ever made it. So Hey, exactly. hats off to them. That's right. So again, real quick, the all-time team, as it is final now, your first line, Keith Kachuk, Bernie Federko, and Brett Hall. Second line, Pavel Dimitra, Ryan O'Reilly, and Vladimir Tarasenko. Third line, David Perron, Adam Oates, and David Backus. And your fourth line, which tell me you don't want to face this fourth line, Brian Sutter, Gary Unger, and TJ Oshie. That might be a line that, that, that bests that 2019 team. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And you listed off you know, the, that top six, and I'm just over here shaking my head. Like, Can you imagine if those guys actually played together? Oof. Holy smokes. <laughs> I know. It's it's pretty incredible. Uh, your defense, your uh, – and I, again, I'll say this again. I love how this one shook out because it actually shook out by the time – like these yes. guys actually played together. Um, so Chris Pronger and Al McKinnis is your top pairing. Second pairing, Jay Bomeister and Alex Petrangelo. Third pairing, Barkley and Bob Plager. So uh, love seeing that. That's I mean, absolutely. It doesn't get better than that. Like no. when we were doing those reveal shows, I'm like, okay, that played out exactly how it was supposed to. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I have no qualms about any of those guys, any of those pairings, anything. Nope. We're good. Yep. Uh, and I'll agree. Same thing with the goalies here. Uh, Curtis Joseph, Jordan Bennington. Um, I, yeah. I think those two are right where they should be. And, you know, you can make a case for Mike Liute, all-time wins leader for the Blues. And then, of course, uh, you know, Glenn Hall, Grant Fior. You can make cases for those guys, but I think it ended up the way it should be. Joseph and yep. Bennington, one-two punch. Yep, absolutely. And last week we had Craig Berube announced as the head coach. What Your thoughts real quick on that one. Do you think – I I said it all last week – I love it. I don't think there's anyone you you know when you when you you can talk about Stanley Cup wins for anybody, but when it comes to coaching, I think Stanley Cup wins is the barometer, and he's the only one yes. that's won a cup here in St. Louis. Yeah, you can talk about how impactful a guy say like Hitchcock was. I mean, he he really cemented his time here in St. Louis. But you know, Berube, I think is the absolute right choice. He's the only one who ended up winning the Stanley Cup here in the Blues history. But he's so good, tactically speaking. You know, he, he makes those adjustments, whether it's before or during the game here. I, I love his style of play, um, but he's a no-nonsense guy. You know, but he's not so much that he just gets under your skin here like a couple of other coaches here like in the past, um, where it just has such a negative impact. So I, I absolutely love the choice. Yep, I agree with that. And of course, today we we revealed our extras in Alexander Steen, Brendan Shanahan, and Pierre Turgeon. So I want to announce real quick a quick thank you and um, just an absolute. Uh, my heart goes out to you. You guys were great. The panel that we had here um, from Let's Go Blues Radio, of course, all of us were involved. Bill Day, Kurt Price, Austin Lynch, and myself. Uh, other podcasters we had included Stephen Ground from Two Guys One Cup and Jason Martin from Blues Hockey Podcast. We had two media members join us in Lou Korak from NHL.com and the Hockey News and Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. 
Uh, and then, of course, our fans that we had included Vanessa Graff, Ken Morris, and Dr. Nighthawk. Uh, that is not her real name, Mike, but that is what she goes by on social media. So we let her we let her keep that moniker. Um, she should just change that. Like, just be called Dr. Nighthawk. Agreed. Just go by 100%. That. Um, so, Mike, you are not included on this panel. Um, you are actually going to be... You were going to be my um, my backup. I was the extra. Korak or Rutherford said no. But yeah. it was funny because when I made this list of like all these people that I'm going to invite, I was like, I want to have 11. I want to have an odd number. And I started listing them out and I listed out like 10 or 15 more people. And I was like, these are my backups in case, you know, this podcaster can't do it. I'll ask this podcaster. This fan can't do it. I'll get this fan. All the first people I asked all said yes. Every single one of them. And I'm like, Oh, and like most of them were like, oh, this is awesome. I'm so excited to be a part of this. And so it's funny because like me and you, we had an interview earlier this summer and yeah. I even like wanted to on air apologize to you. Like, sorry, I didn't include <laughs> you in this, but I swear you were my next choice. It's all right. I'll take it up with Steven here, you know, off, <laughs> off camera. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. But no, I'm happy you were able to join us for this because I know oh, yeah. you've got some deep, deep blues knowledge. So uh, getting you to come on and talk about these three extras, not just one position, but three guys that obviously were impactful for the Blues. I'm happy you're able to join us. And, and again, yeah. want to thank you. Want to thank the panel for all the work that went into this. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for coming on and revealing these last three spots with us. Loved it. Hey, again, thanks so much here for having me. Yeah. And again, um, I know we talked about it at the top of the show, but uh, as we close up here, I do want to go ahead and give you a moment to go ahead and tell people where they can find your work, how they can interact with you on social media and anything else you want to plug away. Yeah. I mean, so I'm most um, active here on Twitter X, whatever you want to consider it here. Now um, you can be able to find my link tree link that's there here as well. So if you want to, be able to find all the other different platforms that I may be on, I'm trying, trying, trying to, be able to be more active on Instagram. So if you want to, be able to follow me here, there it's, um, M Meyer underscore three for whatever reason, somebody had M underscore Meyer three. So, you know, we went ahead and just adjusted that just a smidge. Um, so those are probably my two most active ones. Um, and then of course, go take a look here, not only at my content, but you know, all the guys, whether you're looking here for blues content or, uh, just NHL content, draft, you know, whatever, um, take a look here at us at the hockey writers. Awesome. Um, well, again, thank you for, uh, joining us and, and we'll have you on throughout the season as well. I know you're going to be, are you're, did you officially get credentialed again this year? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We'll be back, baby. Very good. Very good. So yep. yeah, we'll have you on this year. We'll bring you on for blues news, anything going on blues. We'll definitely have you back on. Always love having you on Mike. Thank you very much for joining the show. Love it. All right. Well, we are going to close up shop here, folks. Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com. And get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Visit strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. That's strikewithmike.com. And by Center Ice Brewery, St. Louis's tasty hockey-themed beer. Check out your local beer vendors for availability. That's Center Ice Brewery beer. Please drink responsibly. 
that will wrap up episode 19 of season tw- uh, season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks again to everybody who helped us out with this panel, including you, the fans, and the listeners who voted on all of our Twitter panels. It has been awesome, and it's been a blast. And hey, now that we're done, the season's almost here, folks. Here we go. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Mike Meyer of thehockeywriters.com, as well as the absent Bill Day, Kirk Price, and producer Austin, I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Mike, uh, give me something. Let's go blues. Let's go city. Give me something. Oh, let's go blues, baby. Let's do it. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. (laughs) You thought I was going to say, son of a bitch, didn't you?